Hello and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of tomatoes in a risotto. Oh. Today on the show, we are going to be completing our MCU extravaganza. This extravaganza is the final is one. The, is the appropriate word. Is the appropriate word. And we celebrated it in such a fine way. Uh, we had the opportunity last night to cap off the series. Well, it wasn't capping off the series, was it? Because we always forget there is that sorbet at the end, uh, no. which we will get to. Uh, also, can, can, can we just go back to how good a pun capping something off is? Bloody love it. There you go. Yeah. Yep, meant yeah. that. Yep. Yep. Right, right in the comments. Right, right, right in the comments. Have you got that joke? <laughs> I'll be uh I'll be doing these puns forever. Forever. Oh nice. That <laughs> took me a second. Pun I put in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. I will be Black Widow putting these puns in all over the place. Oh, oh that that's another not one. Quite as seem- not quite as seamless. Yeah. Um Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally go. trying to think of an Iron Man one, and I was thinking of doing a shit one, think, but you did a shit um, one before me, so that's, did a shit that's one fine. before you. Um, yeah. Any more? No. I'll so. marvel at these all day. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if, and... <laughs> that's good. I like that. That's good. I like that. Anyone else? Who's yeah. next? Um, that's it. Brought it a blinder. Okay. Have you been up to anything interesting recently? And have you seen anyone or? uh no i kind of i've not really been doing anything or seeing anyone recently what about yourself yeah no i've not really been seeing anyone i had someone over last night god who was that i was, was it a, a pesky <laughs> pest that was it yes over to the yeah. new digs uh i'm sure you don't mind me saying you are in a new home you have moved i am yes a beautiful I am. new home yeah oh thank you very much i'm glad you like it i'm we're, i do i, I like, like it. it a lot we're recording this podcast still in the midst of me sorting out where everything goes uh, trying to carve out time to record the podcast and yeah, uh, yeah. it felt That's more good. of a stretch this time we're doing it over two different days this episode so forgive us at one point the audio might slightly change i always hate that when my favorite podcast audio slightly changes between i'm like ah, yeah i've done that in different days yeah um, also also i'm in a also i'm in a cracking good mood now and if i'm in a bad mood tomorrow then you know i'll just i'll just make it <laughs> I'll just, yeah. it'll just make it. I'm just gonna sit there grumbling tomorrow, and you'll not, and you'll not know where it is. Just at some point in mid conversation, I'll turn from being happy go lucky to ah, I wish, I wish you would go away. You're Tigger one day and Eeyore the next. Absolutely, absolutely. Fantastic, mate. We have got a lot of film to get through, so we shall do. we kick this off? Yeah. Uh, now, we didn't, typically what we've been doing with the MCU movies is we've been kind of going you, then me, then you, then me. But I think what we've done this time is we've kind of just not done that. No, <laughs> for lack no, of we, a we've, not, we've not done that. And I will say, I will be very uh, honest and upfront in saying, uh, you, you know, I've, been, I've been moving house. This has taken mm. up a lot, of, a lot of my time. And mm. uh, I've watched all these movies, mm. but that was as much as I managed to do. So... There will be mm. chat to be had. There mm-hmm. we will be nerding out all over the place, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. depth of detail. Yeah, maybe no, as, al- maybe as be, always. Maybe it'll be there. Maybe it won't. Yeah, we'll as always. Twenty percent of this might be true. The other yeah. eighty is probably all. The other eighty is all probably speculation. Absolutely. But we start uh, where we left off last time with uh, 
2018's Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. A welcome return from the Russo brothers and a welcome return from a very familiar face on this podcast, the Mr. Alan Silvestri. Yes, yes, yes. Fantastic. Now, this is the one, I think out of all of these movies, I have uh, the last half of phase three, Infinity War is the one that I watched not... Uh, in in the in the process to this podcast, but there's a couple of reasons why I haven't done that. Firstly, because it's a bloody long <laughs> film; all of them it are quite is. long, and we've not had a huge amount of time to watch them. And secondly, because I think this is the Avengers film I've watched the most. I don't know about you. If you've th- th- this one, I, I I think I could tell you roughly. I I could probably get a lot of the lines on the dot for this movie. And yep. it's really amazing that the, these movies, how just quickly they have captured the imagination, heart and soul, how quickly I could rewatch this movie and just tell you the lines and go on oh, next. We're going to go yep. here. Next. We're going to go there. It's interesting. I was, I was about to say that that's really like a barometer for like how good a movie is, is like how quotable it is, but that's actually not the case at all because terrible movies are equally quotable. Oh yeah. Exactly. But for completely I mean, different the- reasons. <laughs> Well, I mean, the great example of one of the most quotable movies ever is The Room, which is often finding itself yeah. on the worst movie ever made. Which, have you ever seen The Room, by the way? I have not seen The Room. I've had many friends over the years, when they found out that I've not seen The Room, say, oh, you've got to come round, we'll get high or something, and <laughs> we'll watch The yeah, Room. Yeah, get some, some wooden spoons, and, Absol- or some plastic spoons, and watch The Room. Abs- absolutely, but, you know, it, it's quoted to get death, so you're like, oh, hi, Mark. And other things. Oh hi, Mark. Oh, oh hi, Mark. That's such a meme as well, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well, well I'm, I'm sure at one point we'll get to that one on the podcast. The first of the Infinity Saga, so to speak, I think, and it's quite a it's quite a statement of a film, Infinity War. I, and I've always thought this, looking back. You know, this was this was at the time, and it's funny. I've been I've been reading um, a lot of old headlines and articles that yep. came out when this movie came, and the 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 first thing that that I I was drawn upon was this was a hell of a gamble if you think about it because this was the first time a billion dollar movie came out that had no time for new fans. You know, if you were new to the series, yeah. this was not for you. Yeah, and I mean, I think the same can be said for a lot of the other movies previous. I but, think this is the first one where it's totally there's there's no origin yeah, for anyone. So to the to the extent that it's almost unwatchable if you've not seen anything else. Yes. Well we'll we'll get to that comment when we get to Endgame because something funny happened with us obviously last night watching it. <laughs> we I, I wanted to talk about a couple of a couple of scenes and sequences in in this movie that you and I have talked about a lot and maybe this is a local reference so to speak because a lot of this movie filmed in some amazing locations and and I think that the Marvel films have always I'm always reminded of the James Bond movies when I watch these Marvel movies specifically for the the attention to detail in the locations yeah I'm always I'm always so impressed at you know whether whether they're going to the the fictional kingdom of Wakanda or whether yeah. in the fictional kingdom of Edinburgh, and I, I just think it's an amazing uh, dynamic that they try and weave in and out of the story. And I'm going to start with Edinburgh because obviously there is a yes. huge amount of Edinburgh Lots in this movie. Lots of Edinburgh, and I loved it. And I loved the it. Edin- the Edinburgh sequences 
have some of the the best tracks or, or from from the score. I I, I think. Oh, well, it's in, quite in, it's quite a dramatic it's quite a dramatic sequence that isn't it? Because mm, mm. obviously well, Vision gets his ass handed to him. Yes. Although, you know, nerd theory time. Yeah. Would he have gotten his ass beat if he saw the attack coming? Or would he have just destroyed them? Because the way they got him was right at the start. Surprise attack, knife through the back, yeah. or rather more accurately, spear through the back. Spear through but the back. would he have been all right if they hadn't surprised him? Um... Yes, I think I've, I think I'll, I often think Vision gets a gets a, a, a tough hand uh, dealt to him in these movies as well, because I think he's very capable. He just doesn't really get a huge amount of opportunity to really show it. The one sequences where we see him fight effectively are Ultron. And then after that, it's uh, Civil War where well, yeah, he's, he's kind of having, he's having to pee in Ultron, isn't he? Yeah, he is, but then he's kind of having to pull his punches a little bit in Civil War because yeah. obviously he doesn't. Because he's really not actually kill fighting. Everyone. Nobody fights any bad guys in Civil War. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then you've got him in Edinburgh, as we said before, and yeah, he's surprise attack. And yeah. throughout this whole film, he's very vulnerable. And I, yeah, I think looking back, he's the character that's had the the the, the hand, uh, the, the worst hand dealt to him for this. To answer your question, I think he probably was capable of. Yeah defeating them all and we you know we we talk a little bit about this because what these movies do the the other topic of conversation i think we'll get to in this segment of our recording is captain marvel and captain marvel's interaction with this because obviously there's a couple of characters who are incredibly op she is one of them yeah scarlet witch is one of them she, vision are one of i them. think she 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 takes the crown for op yeah would she, you not say exactly yeah and i think the, the the russo brothers and kevin feige have sort of made that quite clear yeah. Uh, over the last year or so but i would say in the upper echelon you have those three and then the kind of just below that you've got thor and doctor strange and then you know naturally they sort of yeah. below that in terms of power the 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 vision is a good example of yeah the 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 how how much of a blow that thanos is and continues to be when they, they lose vision and then they they start to they capitalize obviously on the fact that Captain America and Iron Man are still at at logger at loggerheads yep. with each other from Civil War fallout. Yep, yep, what was yep. your thoughts on the the just to go into the music? The uh, help arrives is the is the piece of music that plays and that famous uh, Avengers style riff. You know the kind of the the the, the, the pulsing just 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 amazing. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what's coming. That that's the point. That's what's really great about it. Because when it arrives, oh no, hang on. Do you see the silhouette of Cap before that little kind of march? Because it's a march, <sighs> isn't it? Do if you only see I'd sil- watched this movie recently. <laughs> yeah, if only I had as well. And I could have told, oh, I could have told top, you. Top notch content, top quality content. Mm. But regardless, the- regardless, it does kind of herald a sort of, right, it's time for an ass kicking. Yes, it does. It does. There's another heralding of an ass-kicking piece of music we'll get yeah. to a little bit later. But but I wanted to ask you a question. Yeah. How important is it for you that geography is kept uh, true, so to speak? I, I, yeah. I know I'm kind of teeing you up here. Oh, yeah, yeah. How I'm so glad you brought that up you? because genuinely, this is something that crossed my mind as soon as 
I saw this sequence in the cinema the first time. You know, usually first time through a movie, you concentrate on the story, you concentrate on the action, and you just let it wash all over you. But because obviously we grew up in Edinburgh, because obviously I know it so well, we didn't actually see this one together. I saw this in America when I was living there. I saw this in Portsmouth, yeah. Yeah, and where just where the fight starts and choreography-wise, where it the streets that it goes through, it it totally lines up with a bird's eye view of that area of Edinburgh. Like you totally mm. believe that, okay, that guy punches that guy that hard and he'll go that far, therefore he will land there. Yes. And that's exactly where they land. Like it Well it, they take they, no liberties. Attention, yeah, the attention to detail. And I'll be honest, I got a little bit I got a little bit sad when one of them started punching up St. Giles Cathedral. Got a little bit sad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Although that, and I think I was drawn out of the fight a little bit when they were fighting in Waverley Station. I just thought, oh, platform four over there. I'll get the next train. Yeah. (laughs) Next train to North Berwick. My memories of you with those trains to North Berwick is that you were always running for those trains, weren't you? Yep. And I never missed one. Did you never miss one? I thought for some reason that because you used, you and I used to get that that train from that platform that yeah. is filmed outside of a lot. Yeah, and that yeah, and my memories of getting that train was always running, and then well, it, and, and always that you, you you teed that up as if that was always my fault, but I think actually the the thing about the train timetable on that I'm train we got was this. when we went to when when we always went to the cinema, the cinema yeah. beside the John Lewis down in Edinburgh. Sure, Edinburgh, Edinburgh residents will know exactly where that means. No, in the years that we all went there, a movie always finished six, seven minutes before a train was a, a train was due to leave. You either had yeah. to run to get a train or wait an hour for the next one. There was no in between. There was no. Oh yeah, I'll go go to Pizza Hut. You had a Pizza Hut recently. It's minging. Isn't it just sugar? I've not. Probably. I mean, I haven't had one of those since I was a dot. Yeah, probably. It's really not good. But but the 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 thing on the trains and sorry to keep talking about the trains, <laughs> the trains turning into a train podcast. The 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 penultimate train was at twenty to nine, and the last train was at quarter past eleven. Yeah, or nine minutes past eleven. Yeah, I mean I don't know where that came. What what was that all about? And that's still to this day they're going. No, that's Absolutely. acceptable. And even acceptable. yeah yeah. And during the largest performing arts festival in the world, where there's so many late night shows, like too many to count, the last train is still at. Oh no no, I tell a lie. The last train isn't at twelve minutes past eleven. It's at. No, they, they seven, do, they, It's like they do 19, 19 minutes past eleven. Oh, thanks, Scott Rail. <laughs> gave us an extra seven minutes to finish our fringe shows. You absolute gems. <laughs> Another couple of tracks that I want to talk about on the Infinity War score to wrench it back <laughs> in we, there. Have we talked tra- about any? <laughs> is a track. Yeah, well, I talked about Help Arrives, which I think is a brilliant oh, yeah, track. Yeah. Another track I want to talk about is Forge. And Forge is that piece of music that is played during that epic, epic sequence where Stormbreaker is being created. Is, is, that, is that that bit where Chris Hemsworth says, More power, rabbit! <laughs> That's it. That's absolutely. That's absolutely it. I love that. He's 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 on the end of a rope, trying to, or not not a rope, but a chain or some kind of tether attached to a spaceship, trying to strength restart a star, 
and yes. he, and he's and he's just more power rabbit. It's I great. love it. I love it. The, I love the thing Thor. With the, I think he's my favorite. The thing with Thor as well, and obviously there's a line in event in Endgame that we I picked up on. It's at the end of Endgame. <laughs> Where he's, you don't see him say it, but you just hear him as he's coming onto the Milano with the Guardians, and you just hear him go, "Tree, I've missed you." Yeah, it's so <laughs> no good. Idea what Groot so hokey. But do you I know what? I thought that was really good. I think that that keeps Ellen. You know, people talk in these movies so much, or about these movies so much, about how they completely transformed the character of Thor for Ragnarok. But I don't actually think that's the case. I think if you go and look back on the first Thor movie, I think there's more similarities between between that Thor and the Thor we've arrived at than people care to admit. I think it's just because Ragnarok and Infinity War and Endgame are better movies than the early, oh, sure, uh, early sure. Thor movies. I mean, but I don't think believ- the character is really that n- much different. N- no, you're right. It, 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 is, it is a very believable tra- transformation. It's just not the most seamless transformation. Out of all the seamless character transformation and character arcs, yeah. it's ever so slightly disproportionately um, equal, and, and therefore it stands out. But it's by no means a bad transformation. Yeah. Now, whilst we're talking about Thor, the final track I want to talk about, which I would highly encourage everyone to listen to, it's the it's the real epic fanfare march, and that is where we and it's very very similar to a track that we'll get to when we get into Endgame, um, but it is the track called Infinity War, and that is the track where Thor lands on the battlefield in Wakanda. That epic. Are we are, are we back to OP characters? We're at OP to the max characters, where he has his thunder yeah. from ragnarok and he has stormbreaker where yeah. he is just created from the dying star and what does he shout just as he lands <laughs> I, I... bring me thanos it, it's so it's so epic it's so brilliant and yeah. actually it's probably the most powerful we ever see thor yeah in i the reckon whole series so. i reckon so i mean in endgame he's as powerful as that he's just very mentally fractured in, yeah. in Endgame, but we'll get we'll get to that when we talk to Endgame. But on that scene that you've just brought up, do you think Marvel movies are the best place to find the slow run up charge? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they've got some really the great epic, ones. the epic sort of start walking, start walking, start walking, power walk, power walk, jog, 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 run, run, sprint, yes. sprint. Yes, yes, Scream. Yes. Scream, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? A little see bit of PT, See if you're in an actual battle. See if you're in an actual battle. You just run right from the off. No, you don't, you don't you go would. for the slow-mo. What I like about the running in Infinity War is there's, there's a really great attention to detail when they're running at the arm, sort of the army of the... the um, what are they called again? Oh, I don't know. Devil space the, dogs. The devil space dogs. When they're running at them, you the kind of the camera pans out and you can see clearly on the on the on the Avengers side, Captain America and Black Panther and oh, yeah. just absolutely they just go for tracing. It. I that love it. moment, I actually just got so excited when I saw yeah, it. It's, it just it's just like a little injection of because you've got fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah while everyone's going and then they stream out ahead and then you go yes fuck yeah, yes yeah. <laughs> I, I also liked uh scarlet witch in this i think scarlet witch was fantastic and just that that op level of her just being able to tread through those cutters 
I, I think on a whole, this was a great movie. Yeah. It was so it was so impactful. It was it was dynamic. It was a real call to arms. Like you felt yeah. it was in their hands. But then you have the twist of it. Uh, so you have the uh, the Titan sequence, which I love, and I love that that yeah. look that Tony Stark has when he realizes I'm on a planet with some fucking idiots right now. That that Absolutely. moment where oh, oh the- and he is because. As much as I love Chris Pratt, I have never hated a hero character so much in my life. For yeah. just the level of how he fucks up, like, yeah. and the, and you are so aware of the stakes at this point. Yeah, yeah. To you know, if in case anyone's not seen it, they've finally managed to subdue this unbeatable Titan, and then Star Lord just gets triggered and slaps him in the face and wakes him up. Yeah, it's, for no uh, reason, reason, other reason other than he's oh, upset. I mean, there's a reason. No, he's okay, he's got, he's got, he's got a, re- yeah. he's got a reason, but you know, he's not. You know, he's not. There's nothing wrong with him. He doesn't yeah. know. He he knows what the stakes are, and he should be mm. mature enough to not. You know, whatever. People know. Yeah. Do do you th- so with with respect to that? Do you think? I mean, I think he was very good, Star Lord. Because he single-handedly, t- I always think he single-handedly takes down Iron Man and Spider-Man in the ship when he kind of has him hostage. And, yeah, he does. And but and, and and I do think I I think that I think that it was it was always going to be interesting how they introduced the Guardians. My favorite song in this thing is actually Rubber Band Man when they, when they introduce the Guardians and they're all singing in yeah, the yeah, in the yeah. ship. I think it's I think it's a really great introduction. It's a great song. It's got a really great yeah. um, beat to it, and it kind of. It, it it it's a it's a very gentle way of merging these two different styles of audio experience that you get when you go to see these movies. Yeah. So are you from Earth? No, I'm from Missouri. That's on Earth. <laughs> Damn shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the, tell them about the dance off to save the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Alex, something happens in the last five minutes of this movie. Yes. Something, something does indeed happen. Just has never happened before in superhero movie comic book culture. You the villain have wins. Your br- the, yeah, and your breath is kind of taken away. Oh, it is. It is, because not only does the villain win. We, 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 we're, we're spoilers. You know, in case anyone didn't, didn't get that. I always like to say that before the big spoiler of Thanos kills literally... Well, 50% of all life in the universe, but as far as you and me are concerned, it's more than half of the cast because yeah. they, it gets whittled back down to the core members plus Captain Marvel. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Now, on the theory, I've got a theory about Captain Marvel and I want to run it yeah. past you. Uh, there's a couple of characters, obviously, that we don't see whether they snap or not. And there's two characters I've got theories on, and it's going to lead us on to the next movie, which yeah. is Ant-Man and the Wasp yeah. and Captain Marvel. So I think what was going... I mean, so I've got my theories here, right? So there's a couple of theories. I think Captain Marvel, what they wanted to do with her is to to depower her. She was affected by the snap, so she yeah. actually was supposed to disappear. Yeah. But because she is so strong, she's resisting it, and that's why she's depowered. I thought that's what they were going to do for Endgame when they introduced her. And I also want to ask you, was Ant-Man 
was was he not snapped because he was in the quantum realm, or was it because he genuinely was in the fifty percent that weren't snapped? Well, I think as far as Ant Man is uh, is concerned, I don't think there's any evidence for either argument. It could be either one of those. Yeah. I I like the idea that it was because he was in the quantum realm, just because it it's a little bit of a dig at Thanos that Thanos yes. wasn't able to do something, and it wasn't it what it kind of wasn't just it wasn't just a fluke, like it was like a, a flaw in his plan. Yeah. If yeah, as far as the Captain Marvel is concerned, I actually remember my theory on how they were going to use Captain Marvel in the End Game. And it's because in Captain Marvel, obviously, her power comes from the Tesseract, right? Yes. And I just thought, okay, well, Thanos has the tesser- has the Tesseract, the space stone in the glove. Mm. Mm. I think that will cancel out her powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that, what, yeah. That, that that's what I thought, or or diminish her powers so greatly because she is so overpowered in her own mm. in in her own movie like you watch her movie and i think they did that on purpose i think mm. they made her so powerful in her movie because they were teeing her up to go mm. against thanos in endgame i thought they were just going to say right here's a movie of this character just being completely op and just get yourself excited for when she meets thanos because that's how i felt that's how i felt But before we meet Captain Marvel, we had Ant-Man and the Wasp. The same year. Uh, oh no, it was 2019, I think it was. Or was it yes. 20? No, it was 2018's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Composer Christoph Beck. This is a charming score. It's charming. I love this score. And a charming movie. This one grew on me. First, The first time I watched it, I think it's because it's the first one after Infinity War, I was a bit meh. Mm. I was a bit meh about it. And... You know, when when you are going after Infinity War and the stakes are a lot, lot lower, I think the natural reaction is a bit meh. Yeah, yeah. But and it, you know, yeah, uh, the 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 music that's used in Ant Man and the Wasp is a very natural progression, and actually, there's a lot more electronic sounds in Ant Man and the Wasp's theme. My my favorite tracks are Wings and Blasters, and then it changes. So that's the Wings and Blasters sequence accompanies the Wasp in that amazing kitchen fight scene that was utterly yeah. spoiled for us in the trailers, but it was still a really great scene. Yeah, the yeah. music is pulsing, it's fast-paced, it matches what we see on screen. It's yeah. very appropriate, and there's little hints of the Wasp's uh, motifs throughout there, which nice. I like. I mean, she doesn't have a full piece to herself, but there's a couple of different notes and stuff. Yeah, I love the main is... Ant-Man theme as well. Yeah, it's yeah, really, yeah. it's really, really charming. I mean, we 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 lack we waxed lyrical about it in mm. the last special we did on the MCU. Mm. We talked about the original Ant Man. So if you want to go back and listen to that, then please do. Mm. But I just I get a smile on my face any every time that theme comes up because it's just as you say, charming. The, the, this but the theme, the Ant Man theme, is built upon in the track. I uh, I shrink, therefore I am, and that's one of the last tracks because it's the main Ant Man theme. But there's an almost like an eight bit 
video game sound that's put over the top of it right if you listen back to it and it's played in a couple of times when he's running away from cassie's school it kind of plays and then the the end sequence the fight sequence it's played it's brilliant i i think it's so clever how they use the music in ant-man and the wasp and it has one of my favorite tracks in the entire mcu one of my favorite scored pieces of music and, and that's called Anthropod, and it's the last track. It's used during the end credits, which I think is a bit of a waste. But I would say this is probably my favorite scored track that's not a motif or not a, a main Avengers right, theme. Okay. It's so great. It builds. It's nice. pulsating. And it, it, it's, it's amazing. Nice. I highly encourage you to go and see it. But what about the film? What's your thoughts on what's in the thoughts film? Just, sorry, just coming away from the music slightly. No, I like I I like the film. I think I would like to watch it, irrespective of the Infinity Saga, because as I've said, it, it does feel a bit deflating to watch it after Infinity War. But mm. it's incredibly funny. Mm. Michael Douglas is great. He is great. They give him a lot more f- sort of comedy style yeah, roles. Yeah, he's in this. so funny. He's so funny, mm. like in this kind of like old man dry kind of way. His in his interaction with Lauren Lawrence Fishburne is great. Yes, I think they, I, I think Lawrence they had a great chemistry. I think Lawrence Fishburne is fantastic in this. I'm I'm a little. There's a couple of things that disappoint me about this movie. It's the the fact that we've already had Giant Man. Uh, spoilt for us i think the trailer and the marketing campaign for this was atrocious yeah i think they absolutely rinsed every spoiler that you could the giant pez dispenser the kind of the hot wheels-esque cars the shrinking building i mean you you had everything there was there was no shocks in the trailer in the actual film that you hadn't seen in the trailer yeah um one thing that i was desperate for just back to Lawrence Fishburne is to see Goliath and we never saw Goliath and I don't yeah. think we ever will I mean never say never no I never say never but I I think you're probably right I think yeah. you're probably right that we won't see him but I think his inclusion in it is just again just thickening up the MCU even more even as something mm. that we never get to see on screen have it be something that did exist in the timeline in the past. Yeah, it's just yeah. another it's way for for Marvel Studios to just keep building and keep owning these characters and just be like, right, well, we've got this guy and we want yeah. him in, but we can't, don't really want to make a movie out of him. So why don't we just say that he did exist back in the back in the day? I fancy the pants off Hannah John Kamer. She is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, and I love the ghost. What do you think of the effect? Oh, it's creepy. You like it? It's creepy. No, I like it. I like it. It's very, very effective. But yeah, very, very creepy. And she brings like almost like a demonic presence to the character as well because, you know, yeah. she's phasing in and out. Like that's got to be pretty mentally yeah. damaging to say do you the think, least. Do you think that the Marvel films are a victim to the trope that all of the villains are byproducts of the heroes byproducts of the heroes yeah so all of the villains mm. are in some way 
only exist because the hero well that gives quite exists. a lot of credence to vision's argument in civil war that there's a causality to yeah to the rise of threat yeah in their world since tony stark came out as iron man and you know mm. who was it who was it that very defensively said so you're saying it's our fault who was yeah. that was that captain america no he wouldn't have i think something like that. i he, think it was it was probably it was probably falcon because you know he would probably have that opinion and yeah, bit not yeah. you know be a bit more yeah. you know outspoken about it but i think this is one of these exa- one of these examples where you go yeah i mean like quite clearly hank pym has created a lot of enemies and without hank pym in the picture the ant-man series the whole ant-man thing is is kind of just nothing i mean scott lang doesn't really bring much i think yeah. he's he ranges from goofball to relatively together with it i i think quite jarring at some points yeah. uh, he's 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 very capable in endgame but absolutely useless in his own series or his own films i don't know if you i don't know if it, you well find that. It, it, he does come across that way just because the movies have to do a good job of buffing up michael douglas's douglas as the intellectual character yeah and just yeah. being so mentally sharp and ahead of every ahead of everyone else it can and it can make your main character look a bit look a bit like a dolt really would you like uh ant-man 3 where michael douglas is hank pym is the villain no no i i very very much like good guy hank pym because he's a bit grumpy he's a bit antagonistic in his nature but he wants the best for the world and he wants the best for his family i think he's a very good character did you like the throwback, the the opening sequence of this, the old the old Ant Man before Scott Lang? Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, wasn't it? We yeah. saw the Wasp and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Obviously, she was great. Yeah, she was great. I mean, you know, just not introduced soon enough. I don't think because if you get Michelle Pfeiffer and she only turns up in the last quarter of the movie, she's got like. A few minutes of screen time where she does some cool stuff and you're like oh you're just introducing this character and then she's obviously an end game afterwards mm. uh i would like to see quite a bit more of michelle pfeiffer going forward now one of the theories that was circulating obviously because we were all speculating well how is this going to add to what infinity war brought that incredible silence ending that just kind of shocked everyone and a lot of people were under the impression that ant-man and the wasp was just kind of it's been throwing in there but it's it's what it's not important it's not going to be important to end game and i've even listened back to some of our more favorite podcasts at the time who even at the time went it's great but it's not going to be essential yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then uh all of a sudden it's probably one of the most essential movies it is it is but with regards to how they solve the problem to give you to give you a bit of a shout out i remember you talking quite a few months before endgame came out about the significant the possible significance of ant-man and the quantum realm and how that might you know lead to time travel and sure let's be fair to you you couldn't have gotten much closer (laughs) <laughs> well i unfortunately i was able to jump to that conclusion because if you remember there was a lot of leaks 
for Endgame, and one leak uh, in particular was that sequence where you saw Ant Man standing in New York. All right, so you so so you got the answer, and then you retrospectively tried to get the solution from that. Yeah, so I put right, two, I okay, put two okay. and two together. So I put two and two together: the photo of Ant Man in New York and that offhand comment Michelle Pfeiffer says about yeah. don't get caught in a time vortex. And I went, ah. It's gonna be yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be that. And it made yeah. it, it, and then that end credit sequence where it's all fun and happy. It's all great. You know, you've got the main Ant Man motif just playing in the background, just nice, yeah. it's bubbly. It's keeping going. It's snappy. Yeah. Don't get caught in a time vortex. Okay, I'm ready to go. Hey, I'm ready to go. Hey guys, amazing. Yeah. And the and the way the camera rotates as it's filming the the yeah. dust falling, amazing. Fills you with dread. And Majestic. so in lockdown, as I'm sure many people have been doing. I've been I've been watching all of them from start to finish. I started with Iron Man and I watched Endgame about a month ago. I said actually yeah, I said because I watched Endgame just before the last episode we did, the last MCU episode we did. And then obviously we watched it again last night. And my sister and my dad were watching them alongside alongside me. And they got to Ant-Man and the Wasp after watching infinity war i think it might have been the next week after they watched infinity war they watched ant-man and they said the bit that they cared about the most was that end credit sequence yeah because because you know my my sister and my dad are audience members who have not gone to the cinema to see all these movies so pretty much all of it was fresh they went to the they went through the journey from scratch no knowledge right the way through and then they got to infinity war and the and the snap happened and every and half of everyone was gone and then they just went into ant-man and the wasp but they just desperately want to know what's ha- what's happening in in this world and so it's very easy to forgive them for not really caring about the actual contained story of Ant-Man yeah, and the Wasp. yeah i think I and think when so, you yeah. get that nugget at the end in the post credit sequence, you're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's the Thanosy bit. Yeah, and get excited about that. And in a way, that's a bit of a shame, isn't it? That because I think that'll be representative of a lot of people. That a lot of people would have seen that movie and the most excited they got in it was in the post credit sequence. And you kind of have to feel sorry for the filmmakers. Think of the people that put so much effort into making a single story but nobody cares because everyone cares about the bigger story and talking of post-credit sequences that in- include the snap the post-credit sequence from infinity war tees up the introduction of one of the more controversial characters to the yep. MCU in 2019's Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, composer Pinar Toprak. I... Sure, you didn't get that wrong. I know, probably did. <laughs> you have a look at that now. Uh, give me your thoughts on this movie. I don't hate... I don't hate this movie. A lot... Yeah, th- this Toprak, is a... She, it's a she's ver- from Turkey. It's a very... It's a very polarizing movie, isn't it? I don't hate it. I love me a bit of Jude Law. I love me even more uh, evil Jude Law. Or not mm. evil, but like bad guy Jude Law. I love me some uh, Ben Mendelsohn. 
Mendo is top quality. He's that so accent, good. That so accent, good. it's because obviously it's just his own accent. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's raw Mendo. Mm, it's mm. raw Mendo, and I love it. And I love the bait and switch because again. You know, you. I remember you were going rampant on the theories before this movie, and you were like, "They're gonna do, they're gonna do Secret Invasion. They're gonna do Secret Invasion. They're gonna do Secret mm-hmm. Invasion." And mm-hmm. then they kind of did Secret Invasion, except they turned it on his on on it on. on no, his head. I, I put my hands up. I got it totally wrong. I don't even think they kind of did. I think they just totally didn't. And I think it was a brilliant bait and switch uh, that. that uh, but no, it was Pinar, uh, and she she was as I said that there was a there was a a, a hugely successful um, managing department uh, from from Anna Bowden, who was the director, um, and 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 an all female um, manager team that, that that took on the 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 behemoth that was Captain Marvel. I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of things about this movie I really like. And there's a lot of things about this movie that I just think are bland. And being bland and boring for some parts of this is as criminal when the stakes are this high as being bad. Right. Unfortunately, I don't think this is a particularly strong soundtrack. I don't think it's a particularly strong score. Goodness. Yeah. I'm struggling with that one. I, I know, I know, I know. And I think that there's, it's you know it's difficult because obviously the what they've done with the the score and soundtrack of this if you if you've looked it up somewhere there is the score which is below the soundtrack songs and the soundtrack songs are very grungy you know you have the inclusion yeah, of nineties nineties exactly you have the inclusion 90s of garage <laughs> and I. I just don't like this soundtrack or score. I, I there's a couple of times where I'm like, "Oh, come as you are." That's a really good inclusion. I think we get the the guitar bit at the start. Yeah. I mean, "Crazy on You" when we have the kind of flashback sequences of Carl Danvers yeah. on the go kart. "Crazy on You" by Heart is without doubt one of my most favorite rock songs ever. Yeah. It's 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 chaotic and the the guitar, the acoustic yeah. guitar that plays throughout the start of that and then into the the intro. It's it's amazing, but. Yeah, I I don't know. Could the, it be the, possible? The, the... Could it be possible that yeah. you just don't resonate with the genre, with that era of music? Because you know, this movie is obviously set in the nineties, as far as like when they're on Earth, Earth is concerned, and so the aesthetic and the music are going to reflect that. And if you don't mm. vibe with that no, sound, no, I because I vibe, to... I vibe with it. I vibe. Yeah, because I you know that's very possible because when you because when you go to you know Guardians of the Galaxy and obviously obviously everything is seventies, right? Yeah, but, but and but if you don't vibe with that, because my dad's yeah. not the biggest fan of of seventies music. In fact, he goes as far as hate it. And and then when he watches Guardians of the Galaxy, he goes, "Oh, this is a bit too silly. This is a bit too silly." But then when you mm. get another silly movie, like mm. for example, Thor Ragnarok. And then yeah, with, you're, with... and then you're like, oh yeah, this is amazing. And I'm like, well, no, this is just as silly and stupid as that other movie. It's just you, you like the vibe a bit more. No, I, I think I don't, I don't, because I like the vibe. I like Nirvana. A huge fan of Nirvana. Huge, huge fan of a lot of Nine Inch Nails songs. Where we see the Nine Inch Nails T-shirt. Yeah. But and, are they exceptions before, though? But are they exceptions? No, n- n- no. I just think that it was a bit too. 
this the whole Captain Marvel, the whole blockbuster and the whole thing, it, it was just too much like 90s, 90s, 90s. Look at the 90s. Every, isn't this the isn't this great? We're in the 90s. Look yeah, over there. There's play, more. And I was just a bit like, ugh. To play devil's advocate here, I don't think if they were that ham-fisted, I don't think you'd be able to tell what era it was. Genuinely, I don't think the 90s were really that long ago, like culturally and technologically. Like really. I just think it could have been a bit more subtle. I think I think I think it missed subtlety. But again, if it was, was subtle, was, was what it missed. If it was subtle, then it might not have worked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I'm in, I'm in, I'm inclined to agree with you because I think I'm in the minority. Like, I think I am in the minority. The majority of people fans did enjoy that the whole '90s thing. I just thought it was a little overbearing, personally. What's your thoughts on the character of Carol Danvers? What's your thoughts on Brie Larson's portrayal of her? I quite like her. I quite, I quite like her. I think she goes through a very interesting journey. Obviously, of not knowing who exactly she is and why she's got these powers, and I think she portrays that quite well because I think the character who she is at the beginning is this, you know, kind of jarhead, right? She she's a, she's a jarhead. She's a for lack of a better term, like a marine, mm-hmm. yeah. and she knows she's a super powerful one, so she's got a bit of a swagger on her, right? She's got yes, a bit yes. of an ego, and it can, and sometimes it can come across as a bit conceited, and a little bit, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily vibe with the character that well. But then I think she overcomes that, and she brings a lot of vulnerability when she discovers that a lot of what she thinks is true is actually a lie, and she becomes very, very vulnerable. And then, like through that vulnerability, when she gets her full powers at the end, you kind of you feel like she's earned it more. That's yeah. how I, that's how I feel anyway. I can't help thinking personally. So, so I love Carol Danvers. I think she's great. And I think the way they tell Carol Danvers' story is really great. It's unique. The way that the story is chopped up, I like. And I like it because it's kind of a fresh take on an origin story. Some of it's a bit... Mm, I, I, I wasn't overly sure. I like the sequence where they're, they're looking through her memories and they're redoing all the plays. Yeah. I thought that was really imaginative and really mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest... I don't really like, and this is personal preference. I don't really like Brie Larson's take on Carol Danvers. Right. I, 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 and the reason is it's because you know how you've got these castings. I mean, the biggest casting one is um, somewhere like Daniel Craig. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, oh, his name's totally uh, Henry Cavill missed on missed out the opportunity to be cast as James Bond. Yeah, and I I always see that still of him from the Man from Uncle and think what could have been. Yeah, you know, yeah. He he he. What could have been? Oh, he and just he just channels Connery, doesn't he? He does. He does. And there's two there's two actors that I think would have been more effective. Oh, good. I was going to ask you then. I was yeah. going to ask you, yeah. And the, the the two people that missed out, so one that one that was very much considered and I think to the detriment of the the role uh, was Charlize Theron. And okay. rewatching Captain Marvel, I, I I personally don't really like Brie Larson. I don't really like her personality. I've I've watched a lot of interviews and I don't really 
I think the way that she answers questions and the way that she she has quite a high, from my own opinion, and feel free to disagree, but I think she's got quite quite a high opinion of herself. I've seen a couple of interviews where quite blatantly Chris Hemsworth, who uh, I think I think has has a very very humble personality, has yes. almost attacked her for her opinions of herself. There's one particular interview that you're I, I don't know if you've seen or not where uh, Brie Larson. Um, very openly makes the statements that she does a lot of her own stunts and stuff and you can tell that she's kind of grated on some of the cast members i think in press interviews and right. stuff where even chris hemsworth kind of has attacks her a little and goes oh you know we've got a tom cruise in here yeah because and you can you know, see that brie statement, larson kind of that, you know that recoils. statement that statement from brie larson by itself is fairly you know inoffensive like yeah. you know she she did do her own she did do her own stunts and you know if she was asked about it in an interview then she has a right to say that she did her own stunts but well, so, but obviously we don't know what's going on behind the scenes no we don't we don't and we don't know the full picture but it's 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 often the way where you're i think you're able to make up um your mind quite quickly in someone's personality i i've never been a huge fan of brie larson a lot of her movies i did like the room yeah. i thought uh, the room was really if that's what it's called i think it's the, the, i thought that was a really excellent excellent movie but i've never seen her in anything that i've went ah she's great she's i really don't think great. I, I genuinely don't think i've seen her in enough to really comment and i've definitely not seen enough interviews with her to comment on her no, because I because uh, I, I wanted to because I wanted to understand why I'm not a huge fan of her. Yeah. I thought also Bryce so Bryce Dallas Howard also missed out the, the opportunity to play Captain Marvel. See if it was my vote, fantastic. If it was my vote, then I would be all on board the Charlie's Theron Theron yeah. train purely yeah. because of Mad Max, and yeah, well, I'm sure it, I, that that was probably her biggest kind of plus point. Like as far yeah. as casting directors were concerned, they were like, "Oh well, yeah. did you see her in?" Yeah, in, but yeah, I suppose, exactly. I, but I suppose the idea is give other women the opportunity mm -hmm. to be right. Well, you know, we can cast because we're, we're, these ac actresses are strong, and there's lots. We we shouldn't typecast and be like, right. Well, we saw this this actress do a really great action movie, and so therefore she's an an, an action actress now, because yeah. everyone's very versatile. Everyone's got a yeah. very big bag of skills. And Absolutely. I would love to see more, act, more actresses that maybe we wouldn't associate with that kind of role do something like that. And I think we yeah, will I, see more of that in the future. Yeah, yeah, no, no, 100%. Um, Lashana Lynch as Maria Rambo is flawless. Lashana mm -hmm. Lynch is flawless in everything she does, as well as Ben Mendel, which we've talked about. Yeah. Those two brought the charisma to this. I like the buddy cop with with Nick Fury. I, I think yeah. someone else made the comment that you can quite clearly see he's de-aged when he runs. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You know it's, that's it's, an old man running. <laughs> it's it's so blatant. I kind of feel like they deliberately kept it in as a kind of fourth wall breaking joke. Yeah, exactly. The uh, inclusion of a song which I hate, absolutely hate, is "Just a Girl," where you have no doubt when she's have that end fight sequence. Yeah, I. I don't like that song i don't like its inclusion i think you could have had a more effective song in there yeah. now remind it's, me is that is that the song that plays when she goes full captain marvel yeah, overpowered that's mode? the one but then that's see the one the reason i had to ask if that was the song is because i genuinely didn't care because the sequence is so cool where she just absolutely destroys everyone no 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 so so I know what you're talking about, but it's right. when she's fighting the task force is when I'm just a girl plays. But when she's flying through space, it's scoring and it's her her motif. Is no, yeah, I know. Her fan yeah. 
Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. No worries. Um, and on her motif, again, I I think it's I think it's the weakest of the motifs, and it's because I believe it takes a lot of inspiration from the Star Trek and the most recent Star Trek. Um, oh yeah scores there's a lot of similarities and i've i I listened to the two of them compared together and and i i would get if if both of them were put under a cup and the cups were swiggled around (laughs) uh, i wouldn't know i wouldn't know which one to choose they look very similar okay fair Um, enough some other little comments that i made from this movie uh it back to the rumors so the rumor was that people were going backwards and forwards about was is she just gonna fly in and save the day in endgame (laughs) And people were kind of like, no, she won't, she won't, she won't. They won't do that. Um, <laughs> She kind of does, though, doesn't she? Yeah, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not, I love I mean, it. And, we, and obviously, we saw it. You, that, that sequence where Thanos goes in for the Glasgow kiss, and she just sort of stays mentally strong and physically strong. But then they kind of counter it by using the Power Stone. I thought that was a really imaginative yeah. little sequence in the fight yeah. but that is vers captain vers uh captain marvel carol danvers is inclusion um she i she is very attractive in endgame isn't she though with the short hair well the short i am a fan of the short hair i will i will hold my hands up i'm a fan of the short <laughs> hair that's all that's all i'll say about that the way she says hey peter parker as well Ooh, good food <laughs> my that goodness. does something to me right let's, <laughs> let's behave let's behave <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. We are back. Now that would have been a second for you, listeners, but it has been a lifetime for us. It has. God. It has. If a, a lifetime, twenty-four hours. If a, if a lifetime was measured at twenty-four hours, it's like twelve. No, it's twenty-four. Oh yeah, because you woke me up first thing this morning. I got a text first thing this morning. Do we want to do before ten? What's your imperative? Where do you got to be? Uh, I decided I want to go to Tesco when it opens at 10 and get some uh, Sunday breakfasty type things. Oh, really? It was a selfish one, was it? Yeah, because I'm starving too over well, here. Well, that's why and I I'm... asked and didn't demand. That's why I said, would it be okay, possible? And now... then you came straight back with, yeah, okay, yeah, fine. Okay, and I was like, oh, well, well, the Tesco opens then. in four, it's four, 14 minutes till the Tesco opens. Well, yeah, so that's why, you know, I'm doing it as early as possible. And you, you came back you want... with, okay, well, I can't do it now, but I can do it in half an hour. And I was like, all right, okay, well, the pro- But the problem is I'm sat here with a beer right now, because that's what we always do. We'll sit with a beer and do the podcast. This yeah. feels horrendous. <laughs> Having a beer before 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Very much sounds like a you problem, mate. <laughs> okay, we are back with our Marvel extravaganza. And we're at the big one. We yeah. have come a long way. Yeah. We have seen ourselves through almost 23 different movies, yep. and we are now in the end game, lost. so to speak. Yeah, we're without a rudder. We're kind of fumbling around, yeah. or so we think, because the first 15 minutes of this film, we have a plan. Yeah. We know what we're doing, and then we don't. Absolutely. Because Thor goes for the head. He does. That shocked me when what I saw it in the cinema. Now, what was yeah? Let's let's talk about this this opening sequence because I think to properly set the up equivalent... the opening sequence, we should talk about what we did before before this movie came out. So we're talking in between Infinity War and Endgame, and that was just rampant speculation as to what would happen in Endgame. Yeah. Do you remember? Yes. Do you remember what? Because we we discussed in the first half how 
you, you were pretty on the money when it came to the time travel and quantum realm stuff. But mm-hmm. as far as Thanos dying in the first 10 minutes, couldn't have predicted that. And no. as far as the showdown with Thanos goes, it probably went down very differently how any of us predicted. Although actually, again, yes. I think you got closer because I was very much under the impression that no matter what happens, and I was always very vague with my predictions, uh, no matter what happens, it will be the core group to beat Thanos and then bring everyone back. And you were like, no, 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 it's going to be everyone on screen in a big Lord of the Rings style battle. And to be fair to you, that's exactly what it turned out to be. <laughs> Well, I mean, and actually, either way would either way would have been great. Um, the only, again, the reason why I was able to kind of make that slight estimation is because obviously, again, it was down to the leaks, and it, I yeah. think it was Gwyneth Paltrow that actually leaked that end sequence in an offhand statement during Kimmel or something like this. Um. She accidentally leached it, or I think it was her, Sebastian Stan, were on a late night talk show, and one of them, I believe it was Gwyneth Paltrow said, there was this one sequence where there was like a hundred people all in the one room, and Sebastian Stan looks at her, and you're like, oh, she wasn't supposed to say that, and it was kind of removed, like it was removed from Jimmy Kimmel online, like they, yeah, they, they did a, they, there was a large impetus, but well, I remember seeing that video. Well, Jimmy Kimmel... What what network's that? Is it ABC? Uh, ABC. No. But anyway, ABC whatever network America. that is is owned by Disney. Yeah. Oh, so okay. They have, okay. So cool. they they have they have they absolutely have the power to do that. So I, I believe I'm I'm ninety nine percent certain that is ex- that's what happened. You know, talk shows aren't unbiased journalism. You can edit it. The, <laughs> the other the other speculation that we didn't know what was going to happen was how Tony Stark was going to get home from space. We obviously yep. see in the trailers that he's up there. Yep. Now, can we talk a little bit about the music? Because again, we're with Alan Silvestri yep. and something quite magical happened because not only were we able to watch this film together in the same room, but the both of us kind of sat forward at the same time yeah. and we're moving our hands in that kind of way, especially that floaty I, I manner that, that you often do. Yeah, I do that with everything. And, and, it's air, do you want to air give conducting. A Air conducting. Air conducting. Do you want to give a little bit of, uh, um, I guess, a, a rundown on that? Yeah, there's there's a brand new there's symphony. a brand new theme there's a brand new theme in Endgame, which plays one at this beginning when Tony is drifting in space and he's sort of thinking that he's going to die stranded in space, and it comes back again when Tony actually dies. And at his funeral, so it's it's kind of like a Saving Private Ryan esque military funeral type theme, and it's yeah. really really gorgeous, super super gorgeous. Do you remember the name of the track? I think it's called Totally Fine. Yeah, it's called Totally Fine because mm-hmm. um, obviously because that you know we're it's totally fine. That's fine. You know, death is part of the adventure, and. Uh, and then he kind of has the similar similar speech, obviously, at the end with, I think it's the, the piece of music's called The Real Hero. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And it stirs the, up the emotions, so it does. They use the organs very effectively, I think, in this movie. And I think in Far From Home, the music is you, the, the organ is a really, really great um, instrument that's, 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 that's used for a lot of these sentimental moments. Yeah. 
Not like it's not it's not like a massive church organ though. It's a really like intimate kind of no. um, like I don't know what kind of organ it is, but it's not. It's, it's, it's a not, it's, it's not, a grown up version of a MIDI file. <laughs> yes, it's not it's not an interstellar organ. Let's put it that way. No, 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 no. And we so we start with the open sequence. I mean, Tony Stark looks horrendous. He, he looks does. absolutely. He does. He, he, he looks. He, I, I was saying this at the time. He looks like he looks like someone's like racist old granddad sat in that chair, doesn't he? <laughs> when he's like all spindly arms and horrendous non-fitting glasses, yeah. and you know, and then and he he is just he's angry. He's so angry. And I remember watching that with his anger and something that I picked up on watching this movie again, and I remember we discussed it as we watched this, and I'm now thinking, God, do you think somewhere there was rumours for this? And I'm going to have to look at it after I finish this episode. But he does something which made me perk up a little bit, was when he takes his uh, arc reactor off his chest yeah. and puts it in the hand of Cap. Yeah. Now, obviously, the big reveal at the end being that Cap is, so I'm so sorry, there is a motorbike revving its engine out. <laughs> Oh, I can't hear it. So if that picks up, oh, okay, I cool. Can't hear if that it. picks up into nice. Okay, the guy over the road. He he does this amazing thing where he unlocks his bike every single morning and revs it for a good twenty minutes. Just leaves it. I mean, it's, it's so frustrating. The um, that obviously the big reveal being Cap is worthy of wielding Mjolnir, and yep. I can't help thinking now watching Endgame. Do you think at one point they plan to kind of put Cap in some part of that nano suit? Maybe just give him, maybe just give him some reinforcement, not cover his face, but just cover his torso, maybe his legs, yeah, just so just as like uh, just as some armor, just some armor. And maybe, so maybe the, he the like embodies the three main Avengers. Three of them. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Or maybe it, it flows down into his left arm. So because it's nano suit, he has a left arm Iron Man hand with a with a reactor. Yeah. And a right arm with a hammer. I just think that would have been epic. I think visually it would have been epic. I think it would have required a lot of changing around to make it like make sense. Because you you have to know how to work an Iron Man armor. I don't think so. You do. I don't think so. You do. No, I I think no 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 no. So so here's how I think it should have. No 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 no. So here's how you could have easily fixed it. Well, well, because you don't exactly need a huge amount of um, skill. There's not exactly a training man manual. Day welcome to wielding Mjolnir. Day one. Well, <laughs> That's no, but, a big hammer you know, you've got but, there, but and you're going to be swinging it all over the place. <laughs> but Mjolnir. But Mjolnir's Let's like get those this. helmets on, kids. You know, the more I say Mjolnir, the bigger the chances I'm going to fuck it up. But having the power of Thor and Mjolnir is very much like a bestowed upon you kind of godly type thing. So it's not like... So yeah, you're right. It's not like you need armor, but... Uh, training, but the Iron Man armor, you absolutely do. It's a human no, invention no, 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 and a don't. piece of technology. You have Friday. You have the AI intelligence of it. And unless we forget, we see I we see Sp uh, Peter Parker wielding Edith with no training, and that is because the technology has got to the certain extent where the AI is as good as magic, and he just talks to it. I firmly believe you could have had an offhand sequence when Captain America picks up Mjolnir and it come it commands to him, Tony Stark could have just put his hand to his ear and go, Friday transfer all control to Steve Rogers right. and then his arm just opens up and there he has it and he just has the wielding power of it. I, I just think that would have been really yeah. cool. Yeah. I would have bought that. I, I, I would have bought that. <laughs> I would have bought that. You've won. <laughs> <laughs> it was when I said it, I went, 
fuck, that would have been really cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been cool. I suspect it might have been overkill. Because I, no, this film, this film, no, 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 needed no, no, no. It. because there was no overkill. No, because genuinely, I feel like a lot of the charm of Steve Rogers, and you know, his superpower is not his speed and his strength; it's his will and his moral compass. Right? That's because that was the whole point of his first movie, the first Avenger, that they weren't looking for the the super soldier; they were looking for the little guy with the good heart. Like that was that's the whole yep. point of Captain America, and I think. To see him go up against Thanos in nothing, in nothing but his suit, it it strengthens those aspects of his character. And then, yes, he gets buffed up with Mjolnir, but the reason that he's able to do that is because of those inherent good, good worthy qualities. And exactly, so that's why yeah. it justifies it's, it's it. So I think, I think that the Iron Man suit would have diluted the purity of his character a bit. That's my that's I just see, my thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's not that's you're not you're not wrong. I think yeah, you're right, because it was the worthiness of him that came to it and it was that absolute epic last stand of good versus evil. You yeah. know, he he literally could have done great that all shots day. on that on at uh, that bit. Before before we get to that final sequence, because I think there's a there's, there's a nothing else apart from the final sequence. sequence. There's nothing no, else. No, I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the time heist okay, and okay. the time heist story because I think that there are some incredible callbacks. There are some incredible finishing moments. We obviously see uh, Tony meeting his dad. We have the cap fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have and we have uh, America's that, ass. We have America's ass. And then, of course, we, we say goodbye to Black Widow. So I think just briefly touching on those three, which one do you want to go to first? Let's do it chronologically. Spoil it for choice. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it chronologically. So... Wait, what happens first? America's, isn't it? America's ass. Yeah, America's ass. Yeah. Posing up a storm. Now, obviously, it's been said to death, the whole uh, nod to the uh the underground empire which was the hydra takeover yeah. and the evil cap america which was revealed i think in 2014 yeah and we had that uh hail hydra moment amazing yeah. and then straight into the fight yeah what, what's your thoughts on this well i loved the callback to the elevator scene from winter soldier the fact that they're all mm. in the elevator and they're all sur- all surrounding him and, and you you're like Okay, so it's a different period in time, but I think that was such a famous and iconic scene in the cinematic universe that they just had to reference it. Yep. And I yeah, totally. and I really, really liked it. It was great. It was nice to see Rumlow again. Yeah, see yeah. Him, a bit of see him for the scumbag that he is. And he's great, and he's great in it. And I love and I loved what Ant Man said at the time, where he said how could you not have known? They look like bad guys. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> that is, is quite really funny. I love the music as well that it plays during the fight sequence with them because it's a it's a kind of um, you you kind of have the cap theme and the cap motifs that are playing through it, and especially when it leads up to that epic sequence where the two shields clash. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's I think it's absolutely wonderful, and 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 I've got yeah, I've got a lot of time for it. And I like, I like the whole part where. So I think let's just let, let's just use now as to address the elephant in the room. Oh yeah. Which was at the, 
which was if you have not watched the, the previous movies before this one, this one would have made no oh, it's sense. Completely unwatchable. <laughs> um, but is it completely unwatchable? Because in the room at the time when we watched this yeah. on Friday night yeah. was Maddie, yeah. and she has only ever seen Iron Man, right? And I think Guardians of the Galaxy. So she's seen Iron Man and Endgame. <laughs> but she oh was. My but days. to be fair, we left, and she kind of went. I keep watching that. It was good because actually, wa- no, no, yeah, no. I'd I'd keep watching that, but did she? No, she went home. <laughs> no, no, no. She was knackered. Oh yeah, of course. It, it's three three and a bit hours long, and she was. I'm surprised she stayed as long as she did. Yeah. But that whole sequence where where it kind of threw us because we were like, well, that's this is the first movie. This is the first Avengers movie. They're back in New York, and we were kind of getting really animated, and the, yeah. you know, we got kind of got our claws in, and then we kind of had to explain. But none of this bit happened. The whole Hulk take the stairs that didn't happen. Yeah. Now, we also had the kind of idea that there is the plot hole and we're moving on to Tony Stark meeting his dad. But surely that would have been the first place you went to. Go to the 70s because you've got only a certain amount of these Pym particles. Yeah. Just go back there. Just go back there first and get yeah. them. I, it I is think it's quite a big plot hole. But for no other reason than because when they're planning on doing the time heist from five years in the future of the click they're not under any pressure to get it done. If you're time traveling from a point in the future, you can actually choose any point in the future in which to do it from, right? Exactly. So you can take as much time as you want to make sure that you are as airtight in your plan with all the contingencies as possible. Like, you can. You you absolutely can. The time tunnel doesn't require Pym particles to work. It's just them personally need Pym particles to work. And Thanos is not privy to their plan until they actually they actually yeah you know, of course he's start not. the plan so, you know they so, can just go back and yeah. forth go back and forth just get loads of pin particles yeah yeah that, that's a, a very really easy getting fix. to grips with it all it's not really much of a movie though is it no it's not and i and i suspect my disbelief with the pin particles because it only occurred to scott lang or only occurred to the three of them when they were actually in New York, like it, it, yeah. it didn't occur to them. But again, yeah. you you would have thought because they had that thing of we only got so many trips. Someone in that room, you know, when they, oh, we've only got uh, enough trip for everyone to do a round trip plus two tests, and then yeah. he accidentally does. Okay, now we've only got one test, and then Hawkeye does the test. You would at one point go, "Can we? Can we? Can we do something about that? Yeah. Anyway, we can, can we? Sort, you know, that. Can we use the test?" To go get some pin particles. That would have been a exactly. Can we can we use the test to go get some pin particles, and then all of a sudden we come back uh-huh. and there's more pin particles. Like, or don't or don't see it as one round trip for everyone. See it as whatever twelve attempts to yeah. rejuvenate our supply of pin. Yeah, oh, we've solved this movie, mate. Uh, what do you? What was your thoughts on Tony Stark seeing his dad, Howard Stark? Great, and this is my favorite Howard Stark. I totally. Yes love him as Howard Stark I don't I don't necessarily love uh, First Avengers Howard Stark I think he's yep. a bit too carbon copy Tony but not as good yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I agree I agree there's a there's a there's a level of wisdom that this Howard Stark has to the role I often like it when there's the whole you uh you meet your parents in the in the in the past in a in a movie and you inspire you say what's your name kid it's like Mar- marty mcfly marty and they go oh that's a nice name yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll yeah, name yeah, our like third that. kid marty like not that. our first kid i like that yeah 
but no, I, I I loved it. And and then again, sorry, just go back to the music. The uh, the music that's present during the Hawkeye Black Widow fight sequence is I I love that piece yeah. of music, but it's very dark and it's very is it um, is it the same as of... is it the same as when Thanos is in Vormir in the previous movie? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. it's so they 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 recreate it, but it's a lot darker. I mean, it's a dark scene, and I think it's a lot darker in Infinity War because this one's more of a sacrifice than a than a more of a, a self sacrifice than a yeah. than a, a murder basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is what which is what happens in the first one and. I think the Gamora thing, just to touch that, how we obviously see Gamora and how the, and we'll get to the Guardians stuff. The next movie, I think, will be Finding Gamora, which would be really funny, um, something yeah. along those lines. But I think they've kind of painted themselves into a hole with Black Widow. I'm not sure how they're going to do it. Obviously, Black Widow is now the next film, and in yeah. this one, she's, <laughs> she dies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it's, well, it's, I get... it's, a, it's a flashback movie. It, it doesn't well, yeah, take can... place. It doesn't take place as the next step in the timeline as far as we're aware we, i was know, gonna we, say we've I not think seen there it, might be but I, I think there might be something but i think to have the first major entry of the mcu after endgame if we're not counting spider-man far from home to have that undo a death that they made a huge point in Endgame, as that being un, you can't undo that. Like they yeah. said in Endgame, you yeah. can't undo that. She's dead, dead, and that had real. Yeah, I emo- tried to, cl- I tried to bring her back. That what that Bruce had Banner real emotional says. weight, and if they just mm-hmm. find a way to do that, to do that one movie later, that would spoil a lot for me. As much yeah. as the movie would be entertaining, so I'm very, I'm more than happy with it being a flashback movie. Alex. Hello. On your left. On my left. Oh, I got shivers. I mean, can we just talk about the gravitas of that scene and the importance of the track? Yeah. Portals. Portals. Oh, I love love music. Now, now, I remember watching this movie, and uh, I I mean, I welled up in the cinema a couple of times uncontrollably yeah. i don't know why i don't know how it was a because very it was, visceral it was, viewing experience this movie wasn't it we we were sat together the cinema was going bananas Absolutely which i bananas. quite liked yeah, yeah yeah i liked it for for 90 percent of movies it. for 90 percent of movies any sort of noise from your fellow audience members is totally unacceptable unacceptable but, but for this everyone being so excited and invested for the end end of this thing and everyone just pumped up you can like you can feel the adrenaline in the room and it's really exciting it was very rarely felt anything like that and it was that scene where he catches mjolnir obviously was something that 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 just makes me instantly happy and it it tingles but it is just that when all of the cast come on screen, Spider Man always gets the big cheer because everyone yeah. loves Spider Man. Spider Man, when and they Black all Panther. land, Black Panther, Black yeah, Panther and I think got, Rescue, got Rescue cheers. got quite. I think Rescue got quite a big cheer, obviously, with Gwyneth Paltrow landing and that yeah. reveal that you know she's in a suit, and 
the running sequence we talked about it in the uh, earlier in the episode with the slow motion yeah the slow motion run yeah run and the freeze frame of all of the heroes incredible yeah. i just and it is just amazing and the wonder how long it took to render those shots tell me a little bit about why portals is such a unique piece of music and and why i think it's probably in my opinion one of the, one of the best inclusions of a scored piece of music for a sequence of a movie ever why wow. is that i mean that's that's quite a claim and i think i'd have a i've have i'd have a few points to counter to that one but let's let, let's take it for the sake of uh, mcu hype <laughs> but no i love portals cuz of where it starts in you know captain america being at his lowest point and then the you've got silence in the score and then you you get those big drums, you know. Yes. Done. 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 And then just the Captain America theme, right? On. Yeah, I think it's, it's a like solo a trumpet. It's like a something. bugle yeah, it's or a some, something yeah. like that. And you know, it is the military. Yeah, and is it quite telling that that's that Falcon's the first one to come come in? And it's the sort of Captain America theme that's playing. I like it so much. I like it, and that the this the swelling up until the crashing yeah. of the symbols as he just yeah, yeah. soars in. Yeah, and I think the and... I think the reason why the track is so effective is because it is a slow build. It, yes, it is a slow build because you know they're pretty gratuitous in their revealing of all the heroes coming back like it takes a while like it yes. takes a while for all of them to come through and the music just builds and builds and builds in texture because it starts from nothing like single drums single instruments then you know basic harmony then complex harmony and then it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds until mm -hmm. you get all of them standing in a line and he does the avengers assemble line and everything is lined up you know where it goes like dun 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 everything in the orchestration is lined up there so it's like the whole orchestra is playing that rhythm and nothing else and just having everything that lined up it's it's really punchy like you just get it it's 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 hammering home and when something is that direct and that forced you and you get that pumped up you know that this is like the heroes kind of turning the tide yes and like yeah, pushing yeah. and pushing back then you get the charge and that's where it goes full avengers full, full avengers, avengers theme, yeah full exactly. avengers theme, yeah I, I i i stand by what i say though ne i've there has never been a scored piece of music to uh, a film that has got more of a reaction out of me than Portals has yeah. in Endgame. Yeah. There's never, there's never been one, and to the point where I was listening to it the next day afterwards and still getting shivers and welling up. Like for some weird reason, it's just yeah, it's it, great. It, it was, it's, it's kind of, it's like wow. Yeah. How are this is happening? Yeah. How am I making? How am I feeling? Yeah. This my 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 answer to that question, like my my feeling, where I, I get the feeling even years later, is. Uh, Battle of the Pelennor Fields from Return of the King, when sure. when Ro Rohan arrives and it's structured in a very very similar way. I'd be very surprised 
if you know the marvel team alan silvestri whoever was not inspired by that setup because Mm. a lot Mm. of it is you know the same you know drums hero theme rohan theme sacrifice theme Mm. all coming all coming together and you can see the parallels you absolutely can there's very few movies in our history that can get away with, and you use the word gratuitous, but there's very few movies that can get away with that level of self-indulgence. Yeah, absolutely. And when it happens, you go, nah, you've earned it. Yeah. Absolutely to be, earned it. To this. be fair to, Mar- to Marvel Studios, they've spent 10 years working towards it. So uh, yeah, I'll get, give them a free pass for that. Finally, yes. we have the palate cleanser, the sorbet. Now, this is a long episode. I'm going to have to do some fun editing here. That's going to be fun. Or I think, I think, I think moving forward, we'll, we'll we'll amalgamate moving forward into the final sequences in in uh, in Far From Home. But we have, yeah, 2019's Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yeah. And were you a bit tired after Endgame? Were you a bit superhero fatigued, or was this fine? I think they balanced it very well. Of a sort, yes. Of a sort, yes. Because Endgame is the end, right? I mean, it's in the title. But also, like, just physically and emotionally. You know, I talked for a bit after coming out of Endgame and going, do you know what? I might jump off here. That was an incredible franchise, an incredible story. I might jump off here. But, you know, what did I do when Far From Home came out? I went straight into the cinema day one. (laughs) <laughs> of course i did i'm in who am i who am i kidding i'm gonna go and see these movies until they stop making them <laughs> and you know. of course helming the uh the orchestra for the final marvel film to date is michael giacchino yeah. and he is amazing in this yeah. this is a beautiful charming score really I think building probably... on his homecoming score really yeah i it. think it's same sound world it, and i love continuity is... i mean i've said it on the podcast so many times i love i love franchise continuity i love it it's why it's why i love alan silvestri in endgame because he started his journey yeah. in first in first avenger and mm-hmm. yeah, it's why I really like the music in this movie so much as well. Michael Giacchino defines what a sequel should be, building on what has been before and adapting it, improving it, and actually making it better. This is yep. a better score than Homecoming, in my opinion. Yeah, it's more mature. It's more mature, certainly. Far more I mature. think Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, he goes. He goes through it. He he he, yeah, he kind of yeah, goes he, through it. And he goes yeah. through it in Endgame as well. You kind of get to the end of this, and you go, "Geez, Pierre, like you've, you know, you've been through the mill a bit." Mm. I want to talk about some music that we have through this. So rather than away, uh, moving away from Michael Giacchino, we obviously start with "I Will Always Love You," the in memoriam sequence, which actually is really funny. Yeah. That 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 kind of high school thrown together. Obviously, it was some sort of. It must have been yeah. some sort of um, tech project or like computer studies project yeah. for one of the students, and that that I get. I, I like to think that that was the best one, yeah. and it won the awards. They they show it on the 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 school's news yeah, yeah. program. The news program. <laughs> so obviously, a lot of this movie deals with the fallout of Endgame and dealing with yes. the fact that 
one, Iron Man is dead. So that's very personal yes. personal for Peter. But also on a grander scale, how, let's say, 50% of kids in each year came back the same age that they left but five years later and they do like a fun they do a fun little explaining of that because we theorized on that but because homecoming was advertised before endgame was out wasn't it far from home was that oh yeah far far from home was that i know what you mean yes yes. i know i do and it's it's something that i remember theorizing about it's like how, how are they gonna how are they gonna do that how are they gonna bring bring people back and and things like that after after Endgame came out? But can you imagine being someone who has seen some of these movies and did not see Endgame, missed Endgame, and then watched Spider Man Far From Home on a plane? Yeah, exactly. It would have been a bit weird that first, but actually, to because I know film, someone that f- did that. Oh really? Yeah. And what did they say? Oh, yeah, it was my sister. And she didn't get it. She was on a plane. Yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home was there. And she was like, oh, I shouldn't have watched that. It spoil it spoils a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, um, but, yeah, it did. <laughs> it spoils a lot. But I mean, it, it, it quickly gets back on the rails with the some of the pieces the music, that whole charming piece of music that and I think there was a lot of this movie was cut out that we saw in the advertising for it but we never actually saw it in the film the whole peter packing for his trip yeah but the 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 brooklyn to the plane music it, again is another use of that it, it, they use almost a blackpool-esque style organ like a like a kind of you know that whole english by the seaside organ yeah that's what is used to create that fun little theme so we'll listen back to that exactly it's that sound is what's used it's very monty python it's really, isn't it it is it's really i think it's really really great um, I'm going to name three songs that you don't know that you don't know these songs. I don't know these. Songs. I don't know these songs, but I I'll tell you why they're good, and I'm going to butcher them. We have Stella Stia by Umberto Tozzi, Oof. which is the the fun Italian montage scene. We have Slinko by Marcia Lafervo from Slovakia, and we have Stan Fed Nuti Dam by the Matadors <laughs> from Prague. Now that was the those worst one. That was the worst bands, one. <laughs> Those bands and musicians are famous because they are from where Peter visits. Right. We talked about how geography is important in the Marvel movies. Yeah. And I think geography, by and large, is okay in this. We obviously yeah. have a lot of famous geographical scenes in, in, uh, in Far From Home. Yeah. But they tailor the music, specifically the artists, to where you visit. All of those artists are from those places this and i picked up on this i went i bet that's an italian song when they went to italy i bet that no that, that's yeah. czech that that piece of music yeah. and they all are it's really great yeah that's and really then they nice use, they use the kind of the local so when you're in the netherlands they use the a kind of netherlands style music there's the kind of orchestra the kind of umpa band of that kind of deutsch era to create the main spider-man theme michael giacchino must have had an absolute ball making it sounds score. fun he it sounds fun. so much fun yeah it does. Getting off the music a little bit, what did you think about the MCU's adaptation of the villain Mysterio? I liked Mysterio so much. I thought everything, because I like the rogues gallery of Spider-Man. I think it's nearly as good as Batman's in terms of superhero rogues gallery. And I think my, my favorite of Batman's rogue, uh, rogues gallery is Sandman. I think this is a very, it's a much more imaginative version of 
no, not Sandman, sorry, Scarecrow. I think yeah. it's a more imaginative version of the Scarecrow. And obviously, the whole sequence with Mysterio, I was reminded of in the Arkham games with the Scarecrow. Yeah, in Arkham, it was like a, in Arkham it was like Asylum. a techie VR kind of spin yeah. on it, which is very unique. I don't think anyone could have predicted that that's the way they go. No, no, no. My, obviously, I've talked about it before with these comic book movies, is comic books is really not something that every Brit has grown up with is it Mm -hmm. and so a lot of these characters are a little bit foreign to us but my my experience of mysterio came from the spider-man 2 playstation 2 game okay and so when i found out that they were doing mysterio for this movie my first thought was of mysterio in that movie in that game and mysterio in that game was crazy like crazy magic crazy psychedelic uh i think he's an alien i'm not sure i think he might be an alien or an extra dimensional villain or mm-hmm. something like that well, so, and i so, thought well, if so, they're gonna do that that'd be that'd be pretty mental i do remember thinking it was mental and they they control it so well but no but originally quentin beck is a special effects supervisor so he's a he's a he's a oh, special right, okay. so I've, artist. I've just got that wrong. But then see th- that that's just something that you you you're expected to know for a lot of these things. <laughs> you are um, you are but, expected to know these things. <laughs> but we instead of him being a special effects artist, he's a kind of actor more than anything. Yeah, and he has assembled his own team, his own team of of rogue Avengers, so to speak. I loved it. The the whole callback to Barth and the the guy, I forget his name, but he's actually quite a good actor. He's in a, he's in a few different things uh, who plays the programmer who is from Iron Man 1. Yeah. They got him back from Iron Man 1. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so good and it was so believable. I loved the whole sequence with the drones and how they program it all out and yeah. how there's when that, that, that moment where MJ gets the, the uh, per, um the projector and it drops it and it kind of shows a small still of what you're going to see. I just think it was so clever. Yeah. It was a really creative way to portray Incredibly that Incredibly creative. It really captured the imagination and also like the villainy of Mysterio as well. The 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 villainy of Mysterio is is revealed in such a beautiful way because he is really evil. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal such a good job. He but does because handover... he actually he actually sells that he's not a villain in the first third of the movie. He yeah. absolutely sells that because I remember, again, with the theories during trailers and before release, it was like, well, Mysterio's not... He, they're, they're painting him as not a villain in the trailers, but we, we all know he's going to be a villain, right? Because he's a Spider-Man villain. But maybe, maybe they're not going to go down the road. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah, it's going to be something else. there was else. a slight... Maybe, yeah. maybe something else. But then when we, we were actually watching the movie, I still felt that right up until the moment that he was a bad guy right up until yeah. he put on his yeah. bad guy face <laughs> Do you so know what I mean? the bad guy face is really important because that whole scene the handover scene in in the pub in prague where he hands over the glasses and uh th- what what's interesting is that actually if you watch it again tom and jake so so, so uh, the spider-man and and, and uh quentin beck mysterio they both at some point look like tony stark they have a little mannerism where they put the glasses on watch it back yeah yeah they've done it's really amazing how they do that and obviously later on in the sequence when spider-man tries on the kind of the glove in the in the quinjet yeah he kind of does that uh he does that tony stark impression which another musical cue i love we have black back in black by led zeppelin which i think is a really great musical cue mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. 
I can't, I can't, I can't remember, I can't remember that song so well. I'll be honest. Hold my hand up. <laughs> I'm going to say it once more. Yeah. We have Back in Black by Led Zeppelin. Right. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> you made yourself look like no, 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 no. <laughs> I heard it that time, but I will be, but again, I will hold my hand up in my foolery that I am not as well versed as I think I should be in the Led Zeppelin back catalogue for me to be so sure that they they don't have a song called Back in Black. <laughs> you have managed to dig yourself out of that hole quite well. That was so that was honest though. That was really honest because I heard Back in Black. Don't I don't think that I didn't hear that, but then I was like, oh I'm not gonna call him out of that because maybe there's actually a Led Zeppelin song called no, Back they, in Black. No, they play they obviously they pay A C D C in a homage to right, yeah. Iron Man. <laughs> And 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 the joke is the joke is Peter Parker goes I love Led Zeppelin. Yes, yeah, I remember now. Do you remember yeah, that? I remember that now. I remember that. <laughs> you weirdly you weirdly avoided a hole by that phrase, but no, there, thank there you. Yeah, song, go back in black by Led Zeppelin. I, I, <laughs> there's not. <laughs> but it, but it's it, it was great. But, but just with the evil speech piece, back to that that nightmare sequence. Uh, there's a really great piece of music on the score called Power to the People, which I think brings together the evil Avengers team of Quentin Beck and has these assembled, yeah. creating that Avengers-level threat. It, it, the range of score in this movie is amazing. Yeah. I love it so much, and I definitely think that this one's going to get my silver medal. Oh, this one's going to oh, get your silver medal. Oh, you didn't think medal. that I was going to fit them Ooh, in there, yeah? We're doing the medals. Bronze from... Bronze for me is going to go to Ant-Man and the... Oh, no, sorry, Infinity War is yeah. going to go for bronze for me. Yeah. And gold is Endgame. Over to you, mate. Oh, I don't want to say the same. <laughs> say the same. I don't know. I don't Going want to say side. the same. It's it's too predict. It's too predictable to say, to say the same, but I, I genuinely think it might be. I think it might be... Mm-hmm. Oh no! Hang on. No, you wait. Hang on. You put bronze. Infinity, far from home, end game. Ah, so swap, you're swap say silver, far bronze. From home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, thought yeah. you would. I thought you would. I thought you would. Yep, that's fine. That's totally fair enough. Nice. Well yeah. done, mate. We got there. We finally we did. did it. After all those movies, we worked through every single one. I feel great. I feel great about it, though. I feel like that's. I feel like uh, I've got a lot out of my chest. That's that's a marathon that I'm going to partake on every few years or so. I think. Yeah. I think that's the marathon. That's the stories of movies where, when I have kids one day, I will relish the opportunity to present all those movies to them in an order that yeah, that would just be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's it is amazing that we got these movies. Like it is. Yeah, we're we're not worthy. (laughs) No, we're not. forward yeah i'd love to talk about you know where the mcu goes from here 
Yeah, I think we just, uh, we don't have a huge amount of time left, and this no, is going to be don't. a long episode. I do apologize, but if you're here, then you're here because of the, f- the fans of the content and stuff. But let's just, let's this let's just bite the bullet and know it's going to be a long episode. Yeah. Let's go through the superheroes one at a time, two minutes on where we're going to go to next, what's going to happen. Let's start with the six. I don't think we're going to see any more Cap for a while. I think we're done with, with uh, obviously, Iron Man has died. And the next one we have is Black Widow. Yeah. Two minutes, Black Widow. Okay, Black Widow. It's a flashback movie. And that's totally okay. They're not gonna they're not gonna retcon her death because that would suck. No. And yeah, I'm very I'm very, very happy to see Scarlett Johansson get her solo movie that everyone has been wanting for years since. Iron Man two? Did they want it back in Iron Man two? Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably she was a she was a real fan favorite in that movie. Yeah. Uh, I I firmly believe that the future of Black Black Widow will be with Florence Pugh. Ah, uh, okay. I think I think we're going to see Black Widow uh, take on the coast, and I think that's going to probably happen quite a lot. Obviously, there's a lot of talk of who's the next Iron Man, and they, obviously yeah. that's not going to be Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, my my money my money's of- on the kid that nobody knew who. No, nobody who knew who it was at Tony Stark's funeral. funeral. Everyone, every single person in the world went, "Who the hell is that kid?" <laughs> who the hell is that? Yeah, Ty, it was at Ty Simpkins or something. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It was. Of Jurassic uh, Hawkeye. World fame. <laughs> Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I mean, he'll turn up and Black Widow, gonna... won't he? Well, we'd hope so. I think his daughter is probably going to take over the mantle as the Hawkeye. Nah, I don't say? see That's it. Probably... Nah, I don't see it. Well, I... they kind of teased it in Endgame. <sighs> he's he's a good archer and he's doing an activity with his kid. I don't see that as a foreshadowing. I mean, not everything. But is he so calls her Hawkeye. He's 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 a sen- nah. he's essentially put her whole future in one sentence. He never <laughs> wanted. He never wanted that for his family. That's why he it's, kept his it's... family secret. And I think if that happened, it'd be the worst thing ever. That'd be so stupid. It's like, it's like, it's like a famous sports person who has a son. It's like, well, I guess that son's gonna have to do the same sport. Yeah. No, that would be so <laughs> stupid. That would be so stupid. Hulk, Professor Hulk. We yeah. reached some sort of equinox with Brat Banner and Hulk. What do yeah. we think is going to be moving forward? Because obviously, it's going to be, inter- it's it's going to be interesting. Un- because you know the the idea of being, you know, is he going to stay like that? Because I think a lot of the charm mm. of the Hulk is is his unhinged rage, right? And if you yeah, take that exactly. element out of it, it's just it's just not as fun. Am I allowed well, to I think, think we're that gonna Professor get... Hulk was not as fun as <laughs> Avengers 1 Hulk? No, that's f- no. he was essential to move the film forward for Endgame. I think we're going to see She-Hulk come into this. Yeah, uh, Hulk characters obviously owned, uh, the majority of the, the characters owned by Universal. Mm-hmm. We're never going to get a, a Hulk movie on its own, but well, I think we're Biz- definitely going to get it. a... Exactly. <laughs> I think we're definitely going to get some sort of pseudo-lawyer style movie with She-Hulk in it. Yeah. Um... Because but then she's, she's not she's, she's not unhinged either. She's, she's uh, a very intelligent. She's more like Hulk. Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. She's more like Deadpool. Actually, uh, I'd be really interested to see where She Hulk comes mm-hmm. into this. And uh, and and finally, we have Thor. What's what's the thoughts on where Thor is going to go? Are we going to have so an Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy? Thor, Love and Love and Thunder, which is the name of, of course, uh, Taika Waititi's next entry into the Thoriverse. And mm-hmm. crucially, the they kid... should have just called it Thor. The... <laughs> Thor. <laughs> Thor. 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 Oh, Thor. Thor. That would have been it. 
A TH and a four. Thor. Thor. That would have been brilliant. Thor. It would have been a really like backhanded, a really backhanded um, compliment towards the the fantastic Thor. The fantastic Thor. The fantastic Thor. No, they came right out the gate and said that Jane Foster was going to get the power of Thor and basically be Lady Thor. I think it's Lady Thor they called her. Now, I'm all for that as long as that doesn't mean Chris Hemsworth is leaving. If if they kill Chris Hemsworth, I'll be really, really sad because I love him in this franchise and I want to see as much yeah. of him as possible. Like, more so, as far as like an actor portraying a character-wise, more so, I dare say, than, you know, Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Genuinely. I would say so, I would say so. I would think just on just back to Tony Stark, and Robert Downey Jr. Do you think that's the last we'll ever see of Robert Downey Jr. in this role? Because we know he is just so in love with playing Tony Stark. He loves yeah. it so much. No, I I, I don't think I, so. I think uh, some. I think if they go down, if they take from the comic books, I know that there's a sort of artificial intelligence version of Tony Stark where he's like a hologram in the suit. So, like, when he takes his helmet off, yeah. his head is like a holographic head. Yeah. And so it's like it's still But then him. we'll, we'll, we'll never like his... see the end of him. We'll never see the end of him then no. in that way. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It's never... But, and it, I think it might take a while for that to manifest if, indeed, they decide mm. to go down that route. But as far as actually seeing Robert Downey Jr. on screen in the MCU again, I, yeah, I would, I would put money on that happening. Yeah. I think it would be. I think it would be a little bit of a course correct if they did. I think they've kind of got that in their back sleeve. If maybe they, because obviously they're starting to look to branch out. That the next, yeah. and, and we have the next roster. I think the next massive team is the Eternals. Yeah. And uh, obviously, the, the, we had the Inhumans that were introduced and then quickly removed. Yeah. Almost, it's <laughs> like absolutely removed. Did you watch that? Um, the, no, I did. Did you watch Inhumans? I'm going to so do that bad. right now. I can't so heard it bad. So. Um, we 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 all with the Eternals joining. We have Multiverse of Madness. Very excited. We for that. have Shang Chi. We uh, we have obviously Love and Thunder. These movies are not going away anytime soon. No. Any more overarching predictions? Because we are so out of time. We Anything are so else out of time. Just this moving moving. You forward? know, I would love to. You know, theorize about because who you, the next you big baddie is gonna is gonna be. That it, hang on, you said to me right. Yeah. That you were very impressed that I managed to get the whole quantum realm. Yeah. Nail that down. Yep. Now is your time. Now is your time for me to be impressed with you. What is your big prediction that we hold each other to? Oh, no, no, that's not fair. You had time to think okay, of yours. Let's do this. Let's do this. No, I don't. I genuinely don't. No, it's just come to me, right? You, you have yours and I'll have mine. Take a second. What I'll do is I'll cleverly edit it so it sounds like you just came up with it off the top of your head. Right. Okay. Okay. One, one, one large prediction. Right. Okay. I've got mine. Right. I want to try and predict who like the next big bad big bad will be. Okay. And I think I, I, I think if the villain I think if well. they if they did a version of Galactus that wasn't yeah. just eating planets, then that would yeah. be good. Because I think the you know, they did Thanos so well in like the complexity of his motivation and the depth of his character, than to just have a big planet eating dude in a big hat would be a bit weird but i i, I, I would say galactus see... yeah i i think that's a fair thing it's totally totally expected i think we're gonna see neymar 
come in as the villain in Black Panther 2. Yeah. And I also think we are going to see the inclusion of the Silver Surfer pretty soon. Nice. As the T in the T into MCU. I think he's love going me to be some the, Silver, I Silver Surfer. I think the Silver Surfer is going to be the character that introduces the X-Men and introduces the Fantastic Four. And I do think that they are, I think they're going to introduce those guys from parallel, from the multiverse, where you're going to have uh, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four are in two separate uh, timelines, multiverses, or, or versions of Earth. Mm -hmm. But they, the, the Fantastic Four have been fighting Thanos and have been fighting that 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 in their universe and i think the x-men have been fighting thanos in their universe right. and then it's gonna be like do you see what i'm saying yeah, yeah, maybe, so yeah. that the, the 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 whole continuity of the mcu has happened in these alternate universes but it wasn't the avengers fighting it it was the yeah. fantastic four fighting it yeah. and it was the x-men and then somehow that's how the bleeding crossover yeah. is going to happen and i think it's going to be heralded by the multiverse jumping silver surfer yeah i'm going to make one more wild prediction and it's based yeah. on nothing more than J.K. Simmons. And it, oh, and great! It, and yeah, we've, and we've not talked be, about this. And as it's well. going to be, and there's going to be some sort of Spider Versey film or moment where we have Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire on screen at the same time. Oh, and that be would great. be beautiful. And that would be. I actually, yeah, I think that would be it. Yeah, that's a great one. Excellent. What do they have to do now? Got to go on to the Apple Podcasts app. Give us a cheeky little five-star rating and perchance a review. You can do it in the app. You can that do it in the app. It's easy to do. It is very it's, easy it's, to do. It's, you don't, and you don't need to pay. You don't need to ask anyone's permission. You, your mum's fine with you doing that. Yeah. I've already I've already asked. She's good. She's yeah. fine. You don't need that. Yeah. So, and yeah, do that. Write a review if you can be arsed. And uh, if not, just write a single word and post it anyway, because that's that's very little effort as well. You can find us on Spotify as well. And we also have an email address if you want to write in. What's that? Motionspod at gmail.com. And if I could just bring that back, I would actually strongly encourage when you do put your five-star review in, just do one word. Use the word clomp. Yeah. And if you do the word clomp as your review, we'll know. Yeah, and we'll, we'll read know. it out. We'll read out every clomp. We'll, we'll, see, read, we'll read out we'll clomp. We'll say from user such and such, clomp. From clomp. another user uh, such and, and we'll such. And we'll know. You'll know. Clomp. <laughs> clomp. Yeah. Clomp it. <laughs> That'll be fun. Excellent. That'll be a fun way to record. This, mate, I've thoroughly enjoyed doing this with you. Yeah. It's been a, a, a real pleasure, a real honour to rewatch these again. You're a bloody good bloke, and you know your Marvel. Oh. You, you, you've got, you've got, and I'm going to give you for the overarching gold, silver, and bronze. The gold is going to go to you, my man. Oh. You did it. Can I give you a gold as well? Yeah. I'll take the silver. All right, fine. I'll take okay. the silver. I know my worth. I'll take, I'll I'll take, my I'll worth. take that. What do we do with this bronze that's hanging around here? Uh, give it to Maddie. What do we do? She got through half of Endgame. <laughs> nice, she give it to Maddie. <laughs> she got through half of Endgame. <laughs> there we fucking go. I love that. Excellent. <laughs> Amazing. Partition, partition, well, I'm not. <laughs> the I'm not going to tee up next week. Um, I think we just leave it there. Yeah. And all I'm going to say is goodbye. All right, guys. Ta ta.